Russian forces now appear to hold 80% of the city of Severodonetsk, according to the Ukrainian governor of the Lugansk region. There was good news for Ukraine as Joe Biden relented on long-distance rockets and agreed to provide the HIMARS system, which can fire accurately at targets up to 50 miles away. The condition attached is that they cannot be used to target areas in Russia. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov warned that America is deliberately and diligently pouring fuel on the fire. Meanwhile, Ukrainian President Zelensky welcomed news of the sixth round of EU sanctions and the plan to reduce Russian oil dependence by 90% by the end of the year. Strategically, it puts the Russian government on the sidelines of the modern economy. Having such aggressive policy and course of isolation from the civilized world, Russia simply won't be able to adapt. It means it will lose, and lose economically. And while Turkish President Erdogan continues to negotiate for peace talks between the two sides, including a possible plan to free up Ukrainian ports, Ukraine's ambassador to the UN, Sergei Katslitsia, says there are some lines that will never be crossed. I think that we will never accept permanent control of any part of the Ukrainian territory by Russia. The CEO of the Dublin Airport Authority appeared before an Oireachtas committee on Wednesday in a session that lasted over three hours. Perhaps wisely, he started with an apology to the 1,400 people who missed their flights. But simply, we failed in our duty to our passengers and I want to offer my deep apologies to everyone impacted. Dalton Phillips is confident that the June bank holiday weekend won't see the same issues as last weekend, but he warned that the airport is still short on security staff and passengers who arrived too early will have to wait outside. Our plan for this weekend, Deputy Smith, is that people will not have to be outside for any length of time. This morning at 4am we had some people outside for about 10 minutes. We don't anticipate it, but we want to be prepared for it. He says that the authority got its predictions for traffic numbers wrong and may have cut too deeply on staff numbers during the pandemic, which is why they're struggling now. This country is rebounding at a rate that it is way beyond any expectation that any commentator had and we're just trying to keep up and it's on very fine margins. Wednesday saw no let-up in the Tory party drama over Partygate. More MPs, including backbencher Simon Fell, who represents Barrow, have expressed a lack of confidence in Boris's Prime Minister. Simon described the Sue Gray report as a slap in the face, but he stopped short of saying whether or not he too has submitted a letter of no confidence. Deputy PM Dominic Rabb said any law-breaking by the PM was unintentional and inadvertent. Boris, as is traditional in times of great political crisis, sat down for an in-depth interview with Mumsnet. Yep. A user named Wollstonecraft wanted to know why Boris hadn't simply resigned. I just cannot see how actually it would be responsible right now, given everything that is going on, simply to abandon a, a the project on which I embarked to, I get that, to, but, to but level up. A lot of our users will the, say the, if you've lost the trust of the people and your, your government has lost the trust, then you can't possibly be an effective prime minister. And user It's Getting Weird wanted to know why having leaving drinks for work colleagues was more important than people being allowed to say their last goodbyes to loved ones. What I thought I was doing uh, was simply doing what is right for a, a leader in any circumstances, and that's to thank people for, for their service. This was a time when we had to keep morale high. Okay. 
and the whole place was under a huge amount of pressure. We didn't even get to the question from Shea Guevara's hamster. They've almost spent more time in court than they were happily married. Now, finally, after a six-week trial, the second Amber Heard Johnny Depp libel trial has drawn to a close in Virginia. The jury returned a unanimous verdict in favour of Johnny Depp over his claims of libel of Amber's Washington Post article, and they awarded significant damages too, but not the $50 million he was originally looking for. As against Amber Heard, we, the jury, award compensatory damages in the amount of $10 million. As against Amber Heard... We, the jury, award punitive damages in the amount of $5 million. There was a minor win for Amber. She picked up $2 million over one of her three claims. This is about remarks made by Johnny Depp's lawyer in the Daily Mail, but her original lawsuit was for $100 million. Johnny's lawyer, Camille Vasquez, was pleased with the verdict. Today's verdict confirms what we have said from the beginning, that the claims against Johnny Depp are defamatory and unsupported by any evidence. We are grateful, so grateful to the jury for their careful deliberation. Still to come this morning, 7 Ireland edition, Ukrainers step closer to the World Cup and Obi-Wan wants a word right after this. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome back. Wednesday saw Scotland face Ukraine in the World Cup playoff semi-final. The game was delayed due to Russia's war in Ukraine and Russia were disqualified from the tournament entirely. Ukraine were 3-1 winners of the night and now must face Wales in Cardiff on Sunday for the chance to head to Qatar this November. Man City's Alexander Zinchenko knows the job is only half done. We have dreamed like a team to be on the World Cup so we have one more game, one more final and we need to win it. We need to take it. Otherwise this game is not going uh, to mean anything. The brand new Obi-Wan Kenobi series has been a huge hit for Disney+, Plus, clocking up the best streaming numbers for any new series for its first two episodes. However, star and exec producer Ewan McGregor took to social on Wednesday to call out racist abuse that Moses Ingram, who plays third sister Reva Sevender, has suffered. His comments came after Moses shared some of the hundreds of DMs and threatening messages she's had. I just want to say, as the leading actor in the series, as the executive producer in the series that we stand with Moses, we love Moses, and if you're sending her bullying messages, you're no Star Wars fan in my mind. 
This Sunday sees series two of Stephen Merchant's comedy drama Outlaws Drop on BBC One. It stars Merchant along with Christopher Walken and an ensemble cast that tells the story of an unlikely group who end up doing community service together in Bristol. One of the plot points involved Christopher Walken's character accidentally painting over a piece of graffiti by Bansky. And it turns out it actually was a Bansky, as Stephen explained to The One Show. We all thought it was a funny idea that as they're renovating a building and, and it's set in Bristol and Banksy's kind of famous for being associated with Bristol, that what if we, they, the characters painted over a Banksy and no one noticed? And then we just thought we'd do a fake Banksy and someone said, well, let's try and approach the real Banksy. So we managed to find a sort of go-between. He came over the fence one night. We didn't yeah. see him. I've still not met him. He put this Banksy on the wall and we kept it hidden for about six or seven weeks. And then one morning I went to Chris Walken and said, you're going to paint over a Banksy today. This has been the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We're back tomorrow morning at 7am. Have yourself a great day. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.